Hello, welcome to Finances Made Friendly. This is the podcast from Glasgow Credit Union, which we've created to help you get the most out of your finances. I'm your host, Heather Sutty, and I am so excited about today's guest, Rory Brand, as we're talking all things pensions. The best time to make pension contributions, how early planning can be the difference between early retirement and having to work longer, and how investing the time to understand your retirement options will help you feel better prepared for your financial future. Artie Josh, a coach and presenter from the Out Out podcast, tells us how she planned for the future by investing in herself. And we also hear from Fergus Muirhead, who debunks some commonly misunderstood pension terms. Rory, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. And before we dive in, please give us an insight into who you are and what you do. Uh, hi, Heather. Thanks very much. Absolute pleasure. Um, so I am a chartered financial planner, which uh, probably doesn't mean a lot to, to many folk when you think what that is. But basically, my day-to-day job is I help people uh, deal with their money and prepare for, for things like retirement or actually really just make sure their money is doing what, what they want. And I suppose what we try and say to clients is we want to try and help them live life on their terms. Brilliant. In terms of retirement planning, it's one of the single most important decisions that we will all face if we're in employment. When is the best time to think about retirement planning, Rory? Um, so when to start thinking about it? Um, I would suggest it probably should always be in the back of your mind and at different stages in that journey towards retirement, whether it's starting out at work or you're in this stage of life where you're starting a family uh, and you're maybe still 20 years away from, from retirement, it should always be part of the, the overview or the bigger plan. And then in that kind of, I would say, 10 to 15 years towards when you want to retire is when it really should come into focus and you should be saying, well, actually, am I, am I on track and am I doing everything I, I could do to make sure that I have the retirement I'm looking, looking for? So in terms of retirement planning, what are the types of things that people should be considering? The first thing which I would say to anyone is if you're if you're an employee, is you should be in the workplace pension in almost all circumstances. Um, uh, we've all had rising costs, so we're always looking at saying, well, actually, how can we have a bit more money in our pocket? And we might see that actually not paying into the workplace pension, for example, is a way to actually have a bit more money in our pocket on a day-to-day basis. And I can absolutely understand that sentiment. Like many, I've seen my electricity bills and things like that go through the roof. Um, however... If you're not in your workplace pension, you won't be getting contributions from uh, your employer. And there's no other way that they can actually pay that money to you. So effectively, if you're not in the workplace pension, you're going to be getting paid less as an overall package than the person sitting next to you doing the same role that you are. Okay, we've covered the workplace pension. What's next? So I would say at the start, it's about making sure that you're you're in the workplace pension. Um from then on, it's about understanding again at the, the stage of life you are, what you're doing. So it is really based on an individual. Where are you in the retirement journey? Are you starting out and it's a long way away? It's something you should be doing, but it's little and often. Whereas if you're the closer you are to retirement, it's probably it's more and regularly reviewing where you are against your own plan. What's the best age to start planning for your retirement? Definitely if you are within 10 years of when you want to retire. And something which we are really great at is not having important conversations with the people that matter. So things like not actually discussing 
uh, retirement plans with your spouse, for example, and it will be tied to what, what each of you want. Um, and it's about deciding actually when's right for us, when's right for individuals. And I would work at a very minimum, if you can, 10 years back from then, you should have a good idea of what your retirement plan looks like. Are you on track? And if you're not, what should you be doing about it? And when we talk about retirement, retirement isn't just an extended holiday, uh, is retirement it? Retirement absolutely is not an extended holiday. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> the, weird, or the strange thing around retirement is actually most people will underestimate how long retirement will be. And actually for some of us, retirement will be longer than our working life, which sounds a little bit unrealistic. Um, but if you think if, you're, if you went into full-time employment at uh, age 20, and actually many of us probably don't reach full-time employment now until uh, well into our 20s, um, and then you retire at 55, you've had a 35-year working career, if you then live to 90, 50, it's exactly the same. If you live past 90, uh, your retirement could be longer than actually that. So that, again, comes down to why mm -hmm. I would say it's, it's a huge decision. But the, the bulk of retirement is about you've switched, off what's, you've switched off the income that has sustained your living for however many decades, and you're making the decision to say that I have now got enough to sustain my living costs and basic expenditure and all the things which I've retired to do in the next potentially two, three, four decades. Um, so, yeah, I would love it to be a big holiday. Unfortunately, you still have to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And I think also um, early retirement is a big goal for people. Um, and I recently read that one in 10 50-year-old men will live to the grand age of 100. And I know that you, you just referred to that there. So what do we need to consider with people living longer and wanting to embrace early retirement? You just, longevity is a huge part of it, is actually understanding what do you want your retirement to look like? How long could it possibly be? and planning out what your costs are from my basic expenditure to the nice things on top. Because if you can't do the nice things on top, why are you right? Why are you retiring? You probably you probably want to do that. And then there's maybe for some people, there's the, the cherry on top, which might be, well, if I could go and do this or I could go and do that holiday or if I could change the car every so often, it's about understanding what all these are and then making the compromises which are right for you. You mentioned um, workplace pensions. What do you advise if someone is self-employed? So for those who are self-employed, um, pensions should be the best friend of the self-employed because they're the, the, the easiest tool for them to actually use to reduce their tax. But also, um, we have to be realistic that when it comes to those who are self-employed, not all businesses work out. And your pension is what your mm -hmm. pension is one of two things: is it's your plan B. It separates money out from the business, but also, um, just like a normal employee, if you're self-employed, you probably want to stop one day. And depending on what mm -hmm. kind of role you do, so let's say you're a tradesperson. If you're a tradesperson, when you come to stop, you probably don't have a business asset to sell to then fund your retirement. So you, you need to find that alternative mm -hmm. source of income and that's where your pension comes in. Thank you, Rory. This is fascinating. The um, Are there any websites or online 
well, I suppose the website is online. Are there any online destinations where you can go and like calculate what your pension might be? There used to be a website called Money Advice Service. It's now been changed to uh, Money Helper. Um, there's lots of great tools on there. Um, the first step for most people is actually trying to understand what's the finish line. How much do I need to be able to get from my pension rather than what will it be able to pay? Um, so speaking of that website, Money Helper, they have got a, they've got a budget planner on it. And actually, uh, Glasgow Credit Union, I'm sure they've got a budget planner too, um, which is really good. Now, a budget planner, a lot of people think it's about trying to scrutinise where you spend money. It's absolutely not. It's not about trying to cut back. It's just about trying to understand what we where we spend, how much we spend. You can scrutinise it and then say, well, is this going to be the same spend when I stop working? Money advice, uh, sorry, money helper is excellent. It's got lots of information on it, uh, lots of useful tools. If you've got a pension already, some of the pension providers' websites are excellent as well in that they will have tools and they'll have these budget planners. When it comes to having a pension, is it possible to have more than one? You can have hundreds there's uh there's no really? yeah there's no there's no limit on how many you can have there's limits on how much you can pay in um but the number of pensions mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter how many you have Rory you have been so interesting and this is such a big topic to wrap up can I please ask you a personal question I used to have a workplace pension, but now I'm self-employed and post-COVID, my pension value dropped substantially. Is it possible to protect the value of your pension? So this comes out to the type of pension you've got. So that must have been uh, what we'd call a defined contribution pension. So that type of pension, I said, will look like a value of money. Now, that money underneath, there's there's part of it is an understanding of actually what it is, what's happening with it. So that pension will be invested. Now, I would l- absolutely love it if invested money always went up, but that's just that's just not reality. Never will be. There will be good years and there will be bad years. And what happened during COVID mm-hmm. um, was when the West, or the West, so the UK, Europe, US, etc. if you remember what happened was actually we weren't taking it seriously and then suddenly it kind of took hold and everybody went, oh, this is going to be a problem. So investment markets took a, Mm-hmm. took a big hit at that point. However, they recovered really quickly. So if we looked at a calendar year from the start of uh, January 2020 to the end of 2020, most investments will have actually made money in that time. So when it comes to values and protecting the value, it's about understanding that what the pension does, understanding it, is that the right investment mm-hmm. for the time of life you're at at this point and part of your journey. So for example, how we work with clients is we we kind of, or we work on a, a five-year kind of rule, which is, are you within five years of retirement? I, are you within five years of spending any of this money? And if the answer to that is no, what we're probably going to do is, is agree how much investment risk you're comfortable with. And what that will tend to be, Heather, is actually how comfortable are you with investing? How comfortable are you with the values going up and down? And the more comfortable you are, the likely the more risk we'll take. Rory Brands from Johnson Carmichael, you are the font of all knowledge and we so appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you. Fergus, talk to me about pensions. 
Hello and welcome to another edition of Fuss Free Finances with me, Fergus Muirhead. As ever, I'm going to be asking, how well do you understand financial jargon? As according to recent research, almost half of us have had money issues due to misunderstanding commonly used terms. Today's terms are related to pensions and its defined contribution or defined benefit. Defined contribution pension schemes are often known as personal pensions and are likely to be in your name, although your employer, if you have one, may also pay into this. A defined benefit scheme is usually set up by your employer, although these days the vast majority of defined benefit schemes are in the public sector, like university, health service, local government and teachers. These schemes used to be known as final salary schemes, but they're now in the main career average earnings. And don't worry, I'm not really adding more jargon here, I'll explain in a second. All defined benefit schemes pay a pension that's in some way related to your length of service and your salary, while defined contribution schemes pay a a benefit that's related to the amount of money that you've paid into the scheme over the years and how well that money has been invested and performed. So, very basically, a defined benefit scheme will have some sort of guarantee that's paid to you, whereas a defined contribution scheme will have no guarantee, but might have more flexibility on the way the money is paid to you over the years. Defined benefits, therefore, are generally better schemes and shouldn't be tampered with unless there's a very good reason to do so. Defined benefit guarantees Defined contribution, slightly more flexible, generally personal pensions, whereas defined contribution, defined benefit schemes are employer-employer schemes. I will do that one again because I'm just thinking it's as I'm talking because I think nothing in writing if that's okay. Is that, is that sounding all right to you though? Well, I'll just do the whole thing again because I might, I might just change it ever so slightly. But I, th- I think, is that giving you a better picture on what we're talking about rather than the public private today? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to another edition of Fuss Free Finances with me, Fergus Muirhead. As ever, I'm asking, how well do you understand financial jargon? As according to recent research, almost half of us have had money issues due to misunderstanding commonly used terms. Today's terms are related to pensions and their defined benefit or defined contribution. Defined contribution schemes are often known as personal pensions and they're likely to be in your name, although your employer may pay into them as well. Defined benefit schemes are usually set up by your employer, although these days the vast majority of defined benefit schemes are in the public sector, like the university scheme, the NHS scheme, local government and teachers. These schemes used to be known as final salary pensions, but are now in the main career average earnings. And don't worry, although I'm adding more jargon here, I'll explain them in a second. Final salary schemes, career average schemes, pay a pension that is in some way related to the length of service you've had with your employer and the salary, either at the time of leaving your employer or throughout your working life. Whereas defined contribution schemes will pay you a pension that's related to the amount of money that you've paid into that scheme and how well that money has been invested over the years. So defined benefit schemes in the main offer a level of guarantee and are sometimes known as gold-plated pensions, whereas defined contribution schemes have a level of risk that needs to be taken by the member of the scheme rather than the employer. If you get a choice, a defined benefit scheme is better for you, but they're few and far between these days. Heather, back to you. Artie, tell us about your best ever investment. 
My best ever investment was uh, booking onto an Animas coaching course. Um, would have been during the pandemic. And although it was very spenny, it has changed the course of my life and led to me handing in my notice at my career of 21 years in music and basically setting up a company with my best friend as a life coach and also pivoting to presenting. So I would say that ultimately, because it changed my life, it was a very, very worthwhile investment. Our company is called Freedom and Joy, so I guess you could also say that that investment bought me freedom and joy. There you go. Follow and subscribe to the Finances Made Friendly podcast today to make sure you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining me, Heather Sutty, on this week's episode. Please note that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and shouldn't be construed as financial advice.